Hello. Have you seen this now? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was an attempt. Barry had to ruin it, just like Barry ruins everything. But I refuse to start again, because I'm a professional like Metallica. One take. That's all we get. Anyways, this is the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm DJ. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Evan. There are five of us. So I don't know if you remember this, but Evan was with us for our Broadway musical episode, uh, which we recorded a very long time ago. So before we get into anything important for our topic today, I have a story that I literally asked Carrie to make sure to remind me to tell. And she even texted me today like an all-star. Don't forget to tell this story. Smash mouth. We recorded this Broadway musical episode like a long time ago. Like, I think before Barry had ever even done an episode, maybe. Or maybe he had done one. It was the first episode Carrie was involved with. Mm -hmm. And that was when I met Evan to record the Broadway musical episode. And we met, Mm -hmm. we recorded the thing, whatever. And we had texted each other, but... I don't think that he remembered this. So, like a month and a half later, a group of us all went to a movie. And we went and we're like sitting out on the porch, or a, sorry, like out on a, a, on like a deck having like a beer. And we're just talking. And I was like, oh, you know what would be really funny? We should mess with Evan. He does not know my phone number. He will not recognize <laughs> it. So I go, I've got the perfect idea. So I knew he was on an iPhone. So I just Apple paid him a dollar and then immediately asked for my $2 back. Said, sorry, <laughs> sent to the wrong number. Could have get my two bucks back. And he's just ignoring me for like 30 minutes as I keep texting him. All the while, he's like texting Carrie. like a normal Carrie. person, I thought it would spam. And so <laughs> Carrie's just like chilling there, like texting. Like, I don't know, he's definitely getting this. And like, we go on and on for a while. And it just became like this really funny thing. And like... Reading through the messages, it was very humorous. And part of it was you had to be there. But really, in retrospect, it's still really funny. Fast forward like a year, okay? Evan found out very shortly afterwards it was me. And I was texting him about something else related to like, I don't know, a funny card that I made or something. And I was like, oh, also I was telling this story. I still love that story. And he tried to send me that dollar back. And I was like, oh, hell no. Hell no. Because it was and literally I, like, I returned it. like, it's like Venmo. It was just sitting on my, like, it wasn't in my bank account. It was just in my Apple I money fund. I rejected that shit so fast because I was like, no. You take it away, it ruins the humor of it. It's too much fun. I think I was there for that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> It was very exciting. I love this. And then again, it like, was. I remember when when the thing came through, I immediately, like, I'm showing Carrie, like, do you see this shit? Like, no, reject, reject. I just love that there was, God. like, a dollar sitting in Evan's Apple Pay, just like, okay. My favorite is that the Apple Pay system has gotten more advanced since then, that it's now, like, reading your texts. And if you talk about, like, money, mm-hmm. Apple Pay or Apple m- Wallet will try to jump in. Like, a friend of mine used to work for a, um, it wasn't like a plastic surgeon's office, but, like, they offered Botox there. And so I was asking. Oh, like a my dirty sister to... Got it. Right. Yeah. yeah. The back alley kind of system. So I texted her and I was like, oh, how much does that cost? And she's like, oh, it's like $600. And Apple 
my Apple wallet was like, oh, do you want to send this person $600? I'm like, no, I Carson don't. Carson sent you one buck. It's only 599 more. Right. 599 sounds much better than $600. Convince that idiot to keep texting your money randomly. I mean, apparently he's made of it. Clearly it's not linked to my bank account to know I didn't have $600 at the moment. Also, just to make it clear, Evan and I don't really ever text. But we have texted on a few random occasions, and majority of the time, it involves transferring a dollar, and that's about it. Like, yeah. That's pretty good, you know? That's the foundation of our friendship, and it's stronger than most that I have. That's fair. That's the power of the dollar. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Should we get to the music, or? I mean, this we is can. fun, too. Oh, good point. Well, I have I another know, story. I, thought, I always him mentioning try. the dollar was going to wrap right into Hamilton because, of course, the ten dollars. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> he invented speaking, the American banking system. So there, there we go. are. Speaking of very real quick, because I had another story I needed to share oh, when we were on God. microphone. <laughs> so Barry and I work at the same so we're location. Never getting to and. The, the, Barry, He's not I'm throwing going away to spend less time than you asked, made us wait watching you set your shit up today. When you said, <laughs> let's not start until this time because everyone's always late. We're literally all sitting here watching you set your shit up because all of us were waiting for you. It's true. So just calm down. Now, I have heard people who have said we may pick on Barry at times during the podcast. <laughs> okay, It might be a common theme. It might be. But... The thing is, when I'm talking to Barry, not during the podcast, I don't talk to him like that. Like, it, it's not it. It's literally, it's fun. We're just messing around. And so we don't interact a ton at work, but we actually had like a meeting that was just the two of us. And so we're like in like a, a call and we're just talking and I'm just like, oh, so yeah, how can I help you? And he's like, oh, you jackass. Let me figure it out. Like just going for blood. And I'm just like. I can't even fathom. Like, at one point, I'm like, dude, we're not recording. You don't have to be so mean. <laughs> Why you gotta be so mean? Yeah, seriously. God. But, yeah. So, apparently, Barry pulls his punches during the podcast, but when it's work, that's when it's all real. That's the way Barry rolls. That's all right. Which should no probably be the opposite. Like, you should probably be business at work <laughs> and fun on the podcast. Like I'm just saying. Karsten. <laughs> ah. So... Barry, since you already started in, what are we here to talk about today? Well, we are here to talk about that $10 founding father, Alexander Hamilton, an American musical. Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to uh, end it there. <laughs> Carrie's done. <laughs> yeah. Go, go Carrie. Uh, uh, I think a lot of us have seen this uh, a long time ago, and uh, I think, Karsten, have you finally seen it or listened to the album at least? So I intentionally did not listen to the music before. Um, I didn't want to listen to the soundtrack before actually watching it. It was a choice that uh -huh. I had made. And some of that comes from I will, uh, I, I think on the mu musical episode and other cases, I may have talked about the fact that I was raised in a musical family and a theater family not just a musical family, but a theater family. And I found that when people get really, really interested in musicals and they play it a lot and talk about it a lot, I get really annoyed before actually seeing it. And Same. I just wanted to, you know, keep away from it. And so, like, 
one year my sister bought the Seussical musical and she played it enough that now I never have to ever worry about ever wanting to deal with the Seussical musical because, well, let's just say Barry has stronger feeling towards Kids Bop than I have towards the Seussical musical at this point. So, fucking Kids Bop. So, for that purpose, I wanted to give it its best shot and I wasn't going to give away, give up something shot. There you, you were go. not going to throw away um, your shot. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, so I wanted to try to give it its best foot forward for, for me, and I just hadn't listened to any of it. Just actively avoided it. And my family was going to do one of the like the Zoom showings of it on July 3rd, and I was like, oh, I'm good. That sounds like not necessarily something I want to do, partially because I knew the quality was going to be really low. But there were some technical problems, so I ended up getting involved, and I ended up watching it. But... That was my first real experience with Hamilton, was watching it through mm. Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I hadn't... And I will say that I, I, I really like musicals. I follow them quite a bit. Um, I had a ticket to see Hamilton in New York the week before Broadway closed for COVID. Oh, no. So I lost... Well, I lost four tickets to Broadway shows that week. But, um... <clears throat> so I had actually never seen Hamilton live in person. I had only listened to the cast album... Um, and so July 4th or July 3rd was my first experience seeing Hamilton. And so a couple things mm-hmm. were put into place. Like, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening in that scene. Cause I had never seen it before. I would also, he yeah. actually thought it was mostly about drinking, about throwing away shots. Yeah. He thought yeah. that's all mm-hmm. it was about. Let's have Horrible. another round. Tonight. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Evan, if you're that's unfamiliar. a drinking game. Now, Carrie and I have talked before. Uh, I saw it in Chicago, and I believe, you, Carrie, you saw it in Chicago. DJ, did you see it with Carrie as well? No, the, that was pretty much three weeks before we started dating, yeah. something like that. But, yeah, this is my first time seeing Hamilton, too, and I'd listened okay. to the soundtrack, but, like, I'll talk about it later, but never really got into it until actually seeing it on Disney+. Plus. But, yes, you saw it in yeah, Chicago was- beginning of December. 2018 something like that yes yeah i saw it in december um 2016 because i remember i went to chicago to celebrate my 40th birthday so i went i still have plans to go back and see it when broadway reopens but yeah i gotta um, say at this uh, point the uh the 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 original cast recording compared to the sound, at least the way I had my stereo mixed when I watched it on Disney Plus, blew the singing away from the Disney Plus. Granted, it's probably recorded on studio microphones instead of those little weird hair microphones they use in the theater. But um, I remember my theater experience um, being blown away by the singing. I love the cast, the original cast recording, and then seeing the Disney Plus, it was great to see and the way they interspersed live filming of the play with uh, a close set of the stage, uh, the way they interspersed the, the close-ups so you can actually get the feeling from the, uh, the actors was really great. Because otherwise, you know, we've all seen, you know, like the static recordings of high school plays, and it's just garbage. <laughs> so glad they didn't do that. I'm, I disagree. Yeah, I, high I, school I'm, musicals, the jam. We're all in this together, Karsten. <laughs> yeah, we are. I... I'll say that I've seen a couple different shows because there have been a f- oh, quite a few shows recently um, 
<clears throat> that have done recordings, like Allegiance the Musical, uh, She Loves Me, um, have all done these kind of movie-style recordings of the show. And right. this was, this had an appropriate amount of zoom-in like close-up moments yeah when i saw allegiance like half the show was close up and i'm like part of the whole thing of theater is like seeing the whole picture mm -hmm. and right. so yes it's nice to see those emotional moments that really land but if i i want to see like the director's whole masterpiece kind of laid out like yeah so i don't i don't love the close-ups i felt like hamilton had a, an appropriate number of them that was the I one part the thing... that bothered me in seeing it live versus on Disney Plus was um, the one time that it annoyed me was uh, spoiler alert when the when the duel happens between Hamilton Which and one? Burr. I was going to oh, say okay. that's the ending <laughs> duel. The duel. The, the duel. The shot him. Um, like so on stage, it's really cool because there's the woman that comes in that like holds the bullet, and then like you get to see her like travel in between the two and like different cast members come out and like try and push her back and stuff. And like, I was cool with seeing, like I liked seeing the emotion of the close-ups in that, but I also missed seeing the entire choreography. Like just in that moment, I was like, yeah, we're missing so much, but yeah. Anyway, just my two cents. But, but again, I think that in my eyes, and this is just my perspective, I think that people look at this, as Hamilton is being, oh, here we go. It's just like Broadway. Nope. It's enough to get people to put asses in seats oh, at the next sure, tour. Yeah. And, and I think that's right. part of it is you realize you're missing a lot. You, you realize that for people who were never going to go to the theater, perfect. They're going to watch it. That's it. For people who are interested in theater, fucking two-week runs everywhere, and it'll mm -hmm. do great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, mm -hmm. for me, I tried to do the lottery a couple times when I was in New York and Chicago since it came out, mm -hmm. but... Um, didn't get it but like i wouldn't have paid 200 300 whatever it was running at the time to go and see it but now that i've seen the disney plus like movie musical whatever you want to call it and understand the story better and like feel more of a connection to the characters and plot and the music like whenever it goes back on tour i'll definitely go yeah, yeah you will hey just uh um I, i'm losing a lot of audio it's just uh, them actually i only caught about every third word of what dj said but he looked so right. sincere i was just gonna roll with it evan same for well, you that's the thing i, I didn't, no, I, didn't I, I heard the gapping but like i put context clues together so i got the the spirit can you hear carrie right, same well she wasn't talking yeah, can, at the time yeah how dare yeah, you Car carrie can carrie can we can hear carrie I mean, she speaks clearly, and she has purpose. Oh, come on, Gary. <laughs> come on. How dare you? No, honestly, it just cut out for a minute. But I will say, I'm excited to hear what you said when I listen to the recording. It'll be kind of fun. Like, yeah, oh, so there's my Easter too. egg for me. Oh, what did he That's why me? I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt him during his speech because I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. I can't. It's like, wait. he could have just been nodding. <laughs> you guys are all looking awful. at me like I was he could have crazy. been saying I'm like, terrible I don't think things. I'm saying anything that stupid. <laughs> Well, We're the best it. part is you actually figured out the one way to get someone not to interrupt you. Just like, yeah, he's just sitting here like covering the microphone for the hangout. And like, oh, I, it, I, it, and everyone's like, well, this could literally be like <laughs> art. Just don't let it, let it roll. Let it roll. And all the we'll, time, it's we'll just Barry going like, I once pooped my pants. Ha -ha. Like, at it, like, come on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yep. for sure. Getting yeah. back to Hamilton, I will say that one of my favorite memories is um, 
when that's cats oh right never mind <laughs> um <laughs> was when I, was... I haven't got a hairball at that um yeah when i lived in washington on the drive back evan actually came out to washington and drove back with me so that i wouldn't like fall asleep and actually have some fun and like the 80 hour drive it was and um i made him listen to hamilton and he didn't like it at the time um so i just remember like i put in like and i had the cds of it so i put in the cd of act one and we got to the end and i was like all right and i was like that is the end of act one and seeing the look of horror (laughs) on evan's face as he learned he had to listen to another whole act of it is just one of my favorite memories (laughs) I wasn't disliking it, but there, as, as someone who doesn't normally listen to rap and hip hop, it was a little bit of a learning curve to just kind of enjoy it. But once I once I started seeing it for what it was and how it was telling the story, um, that's when because it, it's so brilliantly written. Like a lot of shows, mm-hmm. like my favorite show is Wicked, and I will defend that show to my grave. But one thing that Wicked doesn't do that a lot of other shows do well is the songs are more narrative. Like, Wicked is really great, but you get to, like, these moments and then they sing about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Hamilton, the songs are... Things are happening in the song. You're in a different place in the story than you were at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Whereas Wicked's like, all right, now I'm having this moment. Let me sing about it. Which is more opera style. Like, operas do that a lot, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say, way to really put your foot down on that really unpopular, not known musical that you're going to defend to your grave. I mean, you're really going out on an edge with that. It, yeah. Yeah, no. It's, it's yeah. a controversial hot yeah, take I mean, on that. You one. didn't go with like Spider Man or anything that would have actually been like a challenge. You're just like, hey, <laughs> wicked. Come at me, bro. Yeah, I got this. Um, but I will say, so, and this may sound insulting, but I don't really mean it that way, is I really feel like people come out and like there's a number of people who have heard talk about hamilton afterwards and it's like oh my gosh you're like one of my coworkers legit said yeah i literally that's like the best rapping in the world i was reading a thing about it, like he's the best rapper in the world and i go i mean no i mean it's it's good <laughs> but like it's really it's hip-hop and rap for people that don't listen to hip-hop and rap it's not saying it's bad right. i appreciate it but to say like it is the greatest of all time no it, i mean it's it, it's not i mean and again it's very much it's like the grown-up version of epic rap battles of history. Like I love epic rap battles of history. Don't get me wrong. I went and saw them live. So Wait, honestly, one of the top five concerts. Tour? They did live tours. Wow. So actually, Chris, who's been on this podcast, he and I actually went to the epic rap battles of history, That's and it was the right. craziest concert because the audience was so incredibly diverse. Because it was everything mm. from like fedora wearing people who you are like you look at them and they don't look like they have necessarily gone into a public space of that tight knit area before to like kids who were there in edm shirts just going crazy there were metalheads. it was everything it was so much fun there was like legit an older community that was there anyways this like it has that feel it has that fun that brings you into it and I think that that's what it is. I also was talking to someone, and they um, it was an article that they referenced. I haven't spot-checked this, Snopes.com me. But they were talking about just because of the sheer number of things that were said, mm-hmm. the average musical to have done that much lyrically would be approximately four hours. Yeah. Where with this, wow. they kept it significantly shorter. And so it's just a matter of, like, it moves really fast and really quick. 
So, like, one of the things we talked about with my family was, like, who was using subtitles and who wasn't. And immediately there are the people who were like, oh, well, I know the whole soundtrack, so I don't have to. And other people were like, yeah, I still want it on because I want to follow along. And, like, really, have I been – have I heard things the right way? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the song where it's, like, 6.3 words per second, Carrie? Uh, I think it's Guns and Ships. Um, David Diggs averages 6.3, I think it is, words per second. Wasn't A Winter's Ball also one of the really quick ones? Um, Isn't Winter's Ball helpless? Yeah. Or are those two different things? Winter's Ball goes into helpless. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking... uh, No, no. Yeah, well, well, Winter's Ball is is separate. I'm looking at the song sheet right now, but yeah, it goes into Helpless. Yeah. Well, that's one. Go ahead, Evan. Well, no, I was just going to say, speaking of Helpless, like that was one of my favorite moments. Again, having only heard the cast album, not having seen the show, um, Helpless into Satisfied, where they literally rewind yeah. mm-hmm. and yep. do the same staging and you get a little glimpse of like, oh yeah, that that's exactly how they did it the last time. That was just really cool. And it's these nuggets that you only get from seeing it live or seeing it live yeah. on disney plus and i think about how cool that is because they have like so much story to fit in and like we were even right. saying you know like even with the like the wrapping helps because you get more words and you get more story in the same amount of time but um like just thinking about they have so much story to tell and yet they take like that moment and tell it from two different perspectives i thought was really cool like this with thing a is, significant with a significant pacing change. And oh, I think yeah, that, yeah. that that's another part of it right. that really ties into it. Yeah, for just sure. in terms of like really talking about the music side of it for a minute, just since this is a music podcast. I mean, talking about the way that the meter and pacing actually changed during that their story there, it's pretty neat, eh? Yeah, dude. Right? Right there, Bree? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean I think that 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 actually is part of the significance of that. You could literally do the same thing at the same speed, literally not breaking speed at all, and people would go, Oh, it's really cool. But the stark difference in how the music actually goes is what honestly moves it so much harder. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're not familiar with it, seeing that transition is how long does it take to click? How long does that rewind take where you're in that moment? And again, that music just does a great job, yeah. which I, I will right. say that's that's part of the power of of the music, especially as it was written for this. I will say that the rewind in live is one of the parts that took me out of it, though, uh, because in the theater, the the beginning of Rewind is coming over the speakers. It's a pre-recorded, and uh, the at least in the theater I was in Chicago, they the sound system was not high quality enough. It didn't have the bass mm. of the live PAs, so it was really kind of echoey and shitty. Uh, whereas if you listen to the, because I'd already listened to the live, you know, cast. Uh, you know the album you know 30 times before i saw it in chicago and so i knew it was coming and you and you in the, and in the uh, cast album it, it's such a full sound and kind of a, a really heady experience especially if you're listening on headphones because the the sound kind of swirls around you and then listening in the theater i was like oh man they really they really needed to step their game up because i'm sure it's probably better in, in new york and i was in the balcony because uh, I bought my tickets like 
you know, last second. I, I bought them the morning of the show. Do the around do the turntables think... trap like is that in the touring production as well? Yes. Okay. I saw it. I also saw it in Iowa. <laughs> right. Which That's is where, where we can agree guy. is where you watch all of the best theater. Exactly. In the, Iowa. Best, the best the musical best musical theater, theater, theater you will find. In Iowa. I mean, I can never get there, so I just have to settle for seeing it in New York two hours yeah, away from I know. me. It's, God it's damn, really I know. A shame, I feel bad Evan. for you. You know, we feel so Ugh. bad for Evan. Thank goodness we're only two hours away from Iowa. Right. <laughs> I will say though that all like so I went to the Chicago one with my mom and she watched it on Disney Plus and then called me and she was like, I'm gonna say it. Our King George was better. And that's all I've heard from her <laughs> for like two Get weeks. Get the fuck I'm out. I'm not even kidding uh, you. She was like she I, liked I our say, King George a lot better than Groff. All we're seeing is one recording and that was after he had you know, Jeffrey Goff was was called back because he had already been replaced, and they give him gave him a chance to reprise it for the video. So he he wasn't exactly coming off of a a, a daily show, right. right? But I I I liked uh, when I saw it in Chicago. The uh, oh, who is the Eliza Schuyler in Chicago better than the recording? Granted, that's just one show, so it's it's hard to right. say. So I but think I, the. I re- I was going I just, to just continue on. I'm just going to go right over the top of this point, not waiting this time. John Groff, uh, uh, Jonathan Groff, he is such an amazing vocal performer and a great actor that for me, my yeah. complaint was the close-up work. Whenever he came out, I didn't want a close-up. I wanted to see exactly how his voice and whole body moved because everything was so nuanced within that. That mm-hmm. like, but the it was spit, the acting, it's right? Broadway, so okay, DJ. but the thing is spit though, happens. that's. Yeah, yeah, spit happens. <laughs> okay, really quick. I understand now just because he just talked about the fact that spit came out of someone's mouth. DJ must be an anti-masker. So go do some science, <laughs> figure out how these things work, and then come back and talk to us. Okay, Karsten. But and that was recorded in 2016. Yeah, um, but just just thinking about how those things actually work. Yeah, there's a close-up. But the, the nuance in terms of how his entire body was part of it, not just his face and i think that was a, a significant part of that i mean well, like, he's done whole he's done talk shows about his or his or his late night shows talking about his walk yeah and, and like the weight of the crown right. We're, yeah so let's get a good close-up on his face uh yeah or no yeah. you're right he and he originated the whole the whole act i mean it was his to to, to create and he did and that was every people were basing their performance on his. So, yeah. you know, you you can't argue with the with the thing he put together. It was fantastic, right down to the, you know the accent is such a royal accent. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole "you'll be back." Yeah. You know, that's no one talks like that except for that's royals. That's the worst anymore. Schwarzenegger I've ever heard. But yeah, <laughs> I think my oh, also to fully discredit Carrie's witness, Kim also doesn't like the parts of musicals when it's too loud. <laughs> Like, she doesn't like defying right. gravity in Wicked because the entire ensemble is singing together and it's too loud. Yeah, I was, so, hey, well, I love Kim Spishak dearly, but she singing. is not. I was so just going to say, my I editing, think... Go ahead, Carson. For editing, is that doxing her? Am I okay to keep the name in, or do we need to actually go and, like, beep that no, out? No, we can keep the name in, I think. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Keep going. Um, <laughs> No, what I would say about about it as well is that so I think Jonathan Groff plays um, like he he how do I say? I think he's more like severe and played kind of into the more like angry part of it like with the yelling and the spitting part 
Whereas the <laughs> king in Chicago that we played or that we saw was more like playful in it and more like more okay. Like I would say that Jonathan Graff played up like the crazy angry part of King George and the one we shot, saw in Chicago played up like crazy aloof like I'm just a weirdo over here kind of a thing and I think my mother just doesn't like conflict and so she was like I prefer the one that's not mad Truly, she mad. prefers and shows to be King delightful George was going mad so well, yeah, yeah. you know that's why it's a pun I'll go mad he'll be angry and he'll be crazy is that a pun if it's literal all I can think about right now Some is the always irony. sunny episode where he goes is that a pun? And if you haven't seen that, you won't get it. And if you have, I really hope that's yeah. just playing through your head right now. Thanks. So I will go ahead and say I think that the music of Hamilton is fine. I think the whole the, the production it was it was good. The mute the soundtrack, it's good. I think I personally prefer the music to In the Heights, which I, I am more familiar with for one, and I am more excited about that. Honestly, in terms of movies that got delayed for a year that's the one I'm probably the most in the in the top regions of being disappointed about other than Fast and Furious 9, which I think we can all say is probably going Number to be the one. greatest piece of cinema to come out. Yeah. Um, that's the best musical I've ever, you know, that. That's yeah, absolutely. Um, but aside from that, In the Heights, the whole which uh, it, it's written, it's by the same same guy. Um, and it was his earlier work. And I will say I What's like it. And name? I think the yeah. LMM. For a second, I thought that I thought Evan said Eminem, and it made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, L-M-M. it was Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. So Marshall Mathers, when he wrote in uh, in when they had in the Heights, big hit, two thousand eight, calling it out. Um, but um, I was really excited to see that actually in the the movie form that actually shows so much bigger than the set. One of the things they've talked about mm-hmm. as the production of that one was the set design and how it made the set seem so big while being small. And the idea of actually seeing that one actually done on a, whether it was closed set or actually on the streets, it was just makes it so much bigger. And that's something that I'm excited for. Um, Here's a question. What about in the future? Do we think Hamilton will be turned into a movie more like in the style of like family opera or Les Mis or, you know, those other. DJ, your your audio still goes out. Kevin, don't interrupt him when yeah, he's doing he that. He was talking well, about was he something. Speaking? I couldn't do anything. Do we think Hamilton will be turned into a movie like like well, uh, Phantom like, of the Opera like or Les Mis or Chicago? Yeah. I'm sure Only it's well, Hopefully not like Les right Mis because that garbage <laughs> fire can just go to hell. Okay, no. Gary. We, I, I, I just called you Gary. Barry, we got to have a EP on that. Because I disagree. Okay, real quick. If you're going to use a dumpster fire reference, we use cats. That's the only one we'll agree to from now on out. I, like how, I still haven't seen oh, it. I don't know. I like Apparently, you didn't hear the Disney it. musical episode. Um, I will say that my mom was super... Okay. My mom was super excited about cats, and she really wanted to see it. And, like, my brother was going home for, like, the holidays, and she was like, oh, can we go see cats? And he was like, no. And my sister was going home. Can we go see cats? No. And she was like, I really want to see it. And when they told me, I was like, I mean, there is one factor that's kind of been left out with why she probably is excited about it. And that is that she's technically blind, which I think actually might improve the movie of Cats. <laughs> you know, I want to see Cat- the movie Cats just because I can see it, because that looks hilarious. 
We can do a cat I showing. I've not had the pleasure. <laughs> I don't. You like know what? No. What I what I, what I want to say about Lay Miz the movie. They could have hired actors that could sing or dubbed over the actors with singers. No. They just took people who couldn't sing and put them on screen. Okay. Live Hold on, though. Two things. Two things. Go to Number DJ. one, look up Hugh Jackman's like video of when I go to Rio or I go to Rio. It's hilarious. I cannot wait until this comes out. I can't wait to find so out what he said. <laughs> Number, I'm sure this is a wonderful point. Why? How can they hear Carrie? Because he keeps closer right. to Carrie, like it's gonna help, and Carrie keeps leaning further away from him to like get out of yeah. the way, yeah, which is so like... good because it's she's like not... if... <laughs> it's just really. She's funny. not okay. leaning away from him. She's leaning away from that huge hair. <laughs> the microphone is closer to DJ, which is why. It's That's how DJ keeps social confusing. distance. Anyways, it's about six feet apart. Can you For now. Okay, yeah. number one, look up Hugh Jackman when I go to Rio video. It's hilarious. Number two, Russell Crowe is one of the best castings of Javert because a policeman would sound no, like that. No, Policemen no, are no, not professional no, Broadway no, singers. They no, are working no, people. No, no, it's no. going to sound like I'm dropping out of the podcast, <laughs> but I promise I'm not. <laughs> you know what? I, I heard that that Alexander Hamilton was a really good freestyle rapper, and that's why this mm-hmm, whole thing was mm-hmm. written. Exactly. And was Latinx. Because that's what really matters. Yeah. That's how Alexander Hamilton would have rapped. So, real quick, though, as a production side, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm reasonably certain that actually when they when they actually filmed and recorded Les Mis, most musicals they actually film and or they record in a studio, and then they over, they actually play it during the time that they're actually recording it. And in this case, mm-hmm. they did not which is also yeah. part of the reason why it is so different sounding. Correct. And to me, when you yes. go, oh, well, it's not professional, we'll not get into the whole auto-tune thing because Barry will literally lose his shit over vocoders. Mm-hmm. But um, moving past that, when you don't aren't you doing that kind of recording, it actually makes it different. They wanted it to sound rough. They wanted it to sound raw. And I think that they did it. And I will say, regardless of your feelings of the production, it does actually change the feeling of it mm-hmm. to feel grittier. Now, Evan, you, you can talk right. about how... The professional sounding is better, and that's yada yada yada. Wank wank that wank. Is not what Move I was on. Say. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Back to the. Back I want to hear Evan's point. Hold on, Evan. <laughs> what I was gonna say is that every time, because I do get up on a high horse about how bad Russell Crowe was in that mm-hmm. movie, and every time, inevitably, somebody tells me, "But he had six months of vocal training," and I say, "Isn't that just a little bit sad that that's the best we could do after six months?" My problem is not with the grittiness of the sound or the live performance. It's the fact that the man has no idea what diction is and that the end of words were completely lost. That when he was about to jump, yes. which I was begging for, <laughs> he was like, as I stare into the world of a world that cannot hold, I'm like, it's a D. Say a D. Okay, Evan's so- my new best friend. Real quick, I want to do a timeout on this to actually talk about a future episode. Are you all interested in doing the Dayman musical as an episode? Because I feel like this leads directly into that within terms of everything that you talk about as being a struggle with musical theater, I feel is addressed very well in that. Oh, wait, are you you talking about uh, Sunshine... Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Boys soul. Yes. Boys yeah. soul. <laughs> yes. Nice. The always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they put on 
the Dame is it Dame and Cometh? The yeah. Nightman yes. Cometh, yeah. isn't it? Nightman Nightman Cometh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Nightman Cometh. I apologize. Also, DJ, I'm very impressed that Carrie accepted your proposal of marriage because she once told me that the only way she would accept is if it was done in the style that Charlie Day did in that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Well, I just avatared it, so it, yeah. it all worked out. That That's another yep. solid choice. I, I, I know why she said yes, but... but- so, so anyways, I do have a Hamilton point if we want to get back into it. I'm sorry, do you as well? Gonna, okay, yeah, go I, I, got a couple, I got a couple things with Hamilton, too. So, Carrie, go ahead. Well, well do Carrie DJ Barry, so it rhymes. Okay. I w- <laughs> so, getting back to the music of Hamilton. Um, Thank you. One of the things that I appreciated was, which I'm still kind of picking up on, is just the different wi- like the different styles of rap that the different um, the different characters have, like, depending on who they are, like... George Washington is very methodical and very, you know, like stately as you would imagine George Washington being. But the one that I always, um, that I always enjoy is when, uh, Thomas Jefferson first comes on the screen or comes on the scene, right? Yeah. Jefferson. Sorry. Um, he's like doing kind of like a jazzy sort of number with what I miss. And, um, I just heard to be Diggs talking about how like that's how much he missed is that the rest of the country is into the rap scene and he's stuck back decades oh. before in like a jazzy mm-hmm. era and like because he hasn't been around and that like that's the disconnect or like that's showing more of the disconnect of where he's been and the fact that he hasn't been around for a while and I was like oh clever so I just like the way the that that was nuances used. are crazy yeah for sure Hamilton. I will yep. I will give you that it is nuts so all right DJ musical stuff too um i something i really appreciated well, about I mean, you can really say whatever we won't find out about it until we actually release this that's thing, true so you're good i'll just no throw in a couple ahas into my audio Sounds so good. that you oh, can i will too very let's necessary. all react uh-huh. randomly as he's talking okay i'm, so, good. I'm so confused by this because we're like sitting right uh-huh. next to each other we're I'm talking huh. hmm. yeah hmm. i hear what you're saying mm-hmm that's a good point. See, no, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, you're losing me a little bit. <laughs> Say more about that. This is very reminiscent. Oh, of, what's that theme about this now? This is very reminiscent of the episode we recorded Here, where Josh this. couldn't hear me. Oh, no. You can hear me. You just can't hear them. Okay, how about now? You keep acting in like this one <laughs> second. You're like, hey, in this one second period, can you catch it? But like when you talk, we'll pick up like one second here. One second there. That's so weird. So it's good. Okay. Anyways. It's like watching Hamilton without subtitles. You miss a lot, but you kind of get what go. it's going Yeah, for. you kind of get the um, grasp. I think that guy had a gun, maybe. Try this. No, just go. You're good. Okay. Anyways. Well, I just typed in the chat box. Um, the different musical styles. I was going to say, what was that noise? <laughs> I really appreciated the different musical styles in the musical. Um, just from like the more traditional like 1950s, mm. 60s mm-hmm. style Broadway shows to yeah, like yeah. more of the hip hop and R and B, and even within interesting like back to back. I agree. Back to back songs. I'm thinking like one last time in the second half of the musical. You know, that's an interesting. Yeah, point. 
um, one last in the second half of the musical, it kind of starts out with, if I remember it right, with more of the I literally have not heard anything you said traditional about, style. Dude, this is so weird. It starts more like the quote unquote traditional musical style, and then it turns mm. into a really smooth R and B like bass driven groove, which I really like. He's a bass player. Now he's just frozen. It's almost as though the microphone knows he doesn't have a point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'm picking up enough to know that what you're saying. I can pick up a bit here. Keep going, keep yeah. going. You're good. But screw you, the Barry. R&B, and then it like pulls it back, and then I think eventually there's some hip hop. But just like the, having those three specific like musical styles together is really interesting. Just coming from the perspective of a bassist, um, and just listening to that instrumentation, how in one song, like you have the upright bass, you're like playing the bow and then it switches to the electric like the next song or even during the same song so it'd be really neat like seeing this in person to see how the pit orchestra is set up like just from a bass perspective and seeing okay is it the same person like who just switches quick to the electric from the upright or do they have two different bass players or like what that looks like so what barry Okay. Well, I I guess, you know, part of mine, I I, I guess I want to get into just a little bit of how I experienced, especially, like, probably I'd say, like, the first through the five, fifth time that I've, like, listened to it. Honestly, I listened to this album three times in a row the first time I heard it. And uh, I love how there's, like, three and four song arcs that I can just pick out and listen to, and you kind of get, you know, almost its own story. Like, you know, like the, uh, uh, you know, like we were talking about uh, Winter's Ball, Helpless, Satisfied, and, you know, you got these little themes that you can listen to, a little a little arc all the way through uh, and not have to listen to the entire thing because it's two and a half hours. So if you don't have two and a half hours, it's nice to pick a, an arc, you know. If you yeah, know it is always really starting. nice not to have to listen to the whole damn thing. <laughs> well, you know, God, if you're driving, if you're driving, the, if you're driving to work and you don't you know want to listen to two and a half hours. Don't listen Something to it. I don't have to listen to. I'll tell you what. That's what. I mean, geez. Yeah. In the winter, okay, it gets, well, just, baby, it's cold outside. I mean. Yeah. I just yeah. took a drink. But... I, I was uh, when I when I listened to it the you know especially like Hurricane the Reynolds pamphlet into Burn that is such a mm. you know huge uh, arc and with different you know you first you have uh, the well for actually we know Hurricane Reynolds pamphlet Burn you, you start with you know Hamilton being afraid for his his career and then it moves into his personal life. And it just has such an emotional turn. And Burn always reminds me, and this is going to get a little graphic, but um, um, I remember when my, my wife was giving birth to our first child, you know, I knew she was in pain. We were there. And then she said, owie. But she said it in a way that I just knew that she was at the limit of her, uh, of her uh, pain. And in Burn, the way Eliza is just saying you in that phrase when she's just so frustrated and so angry with uh, Alexander Hamilton that you just know that she's at the end. And that's when she just says, you know, I'm going to burn all my letters. I'm going to I'm taking myself out of this story. 
and it, it just a, it's a gut wrenching uh, emotional song and I don't think you find that that emotional turn I mean I know a lot of uh, musicals have that kind of stuff but when you have you know this long story you he- see the entire history of their relationship and then and then have that and then later in quiet uptown when it comes around and she decides to forgive him it's mm. such an emotional uh, arc that it's it just uh, it blows me all away <laughs> I gotta be honest I wasn't I gotta be honest I wasn't expecting um, childbirth to come into this podcast episode but you really brought it around there Barry and made it emotional you, and I you appreciate know what since that. we're talking about it already I remember when my wife was pregnant and she, she was in labor with my oldest and um you know trying to be like the good husband i'd like prepared like the bag of stuff you know they have like this whole like the, the whole birthing plan and i created like a playlist of like her favorite music and you know i was like honey do you want that music and she was like no and i was like all right <laughs> really awkward and then like five minutes later i just like reached for my phone because we're just sitting there she's like i just want to sit here i'm like all right so i pull up my phone and yeah. she was i said i didn't want any music i was like just just checking my phone that's all and I feel it really came full circle when one time my son was not feeling well and he was puking and my wife pulled her phone out and just like was texting and he looked at her and said, I need perfect silence right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. All right. Since we were just talking about emotional depth and Eliza Schuyler Hamilton, what are people's opinions or, or thoughts on the gasp at the end of the show mm, like question. what is that do you like it do you not Karsten I see you have an opinion on this <laughs> I feel like probably in a live performance it probably would have been better but I felt like the extreme close up on her mm-hmm. that I felt like the close up the way that it went and I know this is me being overly critical I felt it was closer to the um, extreme close-ups of Wayne's World. It just felt awkward, where I feel like in the audience, in a live performance, the gasp was probably moving. And for people who have seen it there, probably are much more defensive of it. But for mm-hmm. me especially, it was a okay, I get it. And like I, I literally, as it happened, I went oh, okay. I My immediate thought, I bet if I was in the room where it happened, um, it would yeah. actually have probably been really cool. And again, seeing the vastness of the stage when it happens and the focus, I think it would have been better. I felt it literally mm-hmm. was just kind of like a, huh, okay. Well, that happened. That's, it's over now. Yeah, I think we just assume that it happened. happened somehow. Missed it. You what? I missed it. Can you not hear me still? I heard I get yeah the verb was missing from your sentence oh Wait, okay can you guys hear me oh. <laughs> ironic hey, we just missed it too whatever you were saying <laughs> we <missed it> too. <laughs> i think it's i think it's kind of funny that people are like what is it Wh- where are is that when she sees him die when they meet it i'm like 
Well, you just she just talked about the end of her life, so I I assumed it was when she saw him back in heaven, I guess, because that's what they've been talking about. There's I mean, that you know, interpretation. A lot of people are also saying that it's kind of her with an omniscience afterlife seeing Hamilton's story being told and the joy of her realizing the audience is seeing the show that his story is finally being told. Because I read the first chapter and a half of Hamilton's actual biography and up until her death like 50 years later she was giving tours of the house and making sure that the reputation of her Hamilton as she put it was preserved Mm. because of what Madison and Jefferson and all the other founding fathers tried to do to it after he died um, yeah (laughs) Um, so that's kind of a cool interpretation on top of that to like think about Eliza seeing from above or from the afterlife that Hamilton's story is being told in a more authentic way. What I'd like that. Yeah. Authentic. That That's sh- what I was thinking of with this. Like all that, the rapping, the rap battles, that was the authenticity I was missing in my founding fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Carry on Barry. <laughs> I was saying they they left out the fact that the first thing she had to raise money for was to keep her house because they were in debt and she had to raise money to buy her house mm-hmm. back. It's the value of the dollar. He made it. His I problem. mean, who hasn't been there? <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I was I was reading my copy of the Reynolds pamphlet uh, today, and um, have you read this shit? You know, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you. Was it passed down? I'm kind of. The more I read it, the just based on the tone, the more the more I'm on Jefferson's side. (laughs) A friend of mine. So I I sent out like a. I think it was on Snapchat. I sent out the fact that I was reading the the Hamilton biography, and a friend of mine literally sent me that he has a copy of the Federalist Papers. He's like, "Let me know when you want to read this next." I'm like, "I'm good." You know, may- maybe we'll see a Federalist candidate that'll blow them all away this year. So back to the gasp, I think... What if Hamilton had not Jesus Christ, DJ. <laughs> Would you get some electric... Like federal government versus states' rights and all those things, but that, this is the wrong podcast. For yeah, that. this is a music podcast. Oh, God, now Carrie's catching yeah, it. because DJ is... Routing everything through this microphone now. Um, yeah, I yeah. figured out the problem. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think that was it. <laughs> it still goes. It still goes out when you're talking. I think it just has a bullshit guard, but I'm not sure. I won't know until I'm editing this. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait to hear you, DJ. Which I will say, this is kind of <laughs> like gonna that have time. To go through oh, don't go, DJ. Oh, come back, come on, come on, DJ. Is he leaving? No, he's getting uh. the dog inside. Okay. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, who let the dog out? Uh, uh, okay, so this is kind of like, I will say, as every podcast does in COVID era, when we're not in the same room, when we're not in the room where it happens, um, it's it's different. And one of the other ones, just so you know, Evan, there was an episode that we recorded and Josh was on and literally could not hear anything that Carrie said for some reason. All the rest the of us could hear one. what everyone said. Yeah. He just couldn't hear her. Until the very end. And then he goes, oh, she's here now. And he gasped, and the audience wondered what was happening. 
I just want to so say really, it was Eliza hearing, uh, hearing that's that. actually what Eliza's gasping at is just she just can finally hear everyone on finally the can call. hear Carrie yeah mm-hmm. um, she's I just like really there's a live audience when, watching me when someone said oh they gasped and it was her getting to heaven and seeing Hamilton again first thing goes through my head yeah because politicians in heaven's the thing that happens okay <laughs> alright <laughs> oh, oh he was shit. never elected he wasn't elected, though. That's fair. She saw Hamilton and went, oh, I'm in hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of covered the gamut of the of the thing at record speed uh, with many fewer words. Is there anything else that we want to try to uh, bring up now? Maybe, uh, DJ, if this is a chance where you just want to filibuster, you're welcome to. Um Otherwise, is there any closing thoughts that we have on this one? I would, as again, I've mentioned this before, as someone who was seeing the staging of Hamilton for the first time on Disney+, I thought that a couple of the moments that, like, songs that weren't necessarily my favorite to listen to, like Hurricane, um, like, really came across a lot better staged. Like, the, the poetry of the set and how it was done was just remarkable and so it it like i fell in love with the show all over again in different parts because there are some parts that work better just musically and then there are other parts that work better with the non-verbals right you know it's funny when that the hurricane song i remember in the theater being so just watching hamilton sing that i I didn't see the production behind him because I was so focused on the actor. Mm-hmm. And so when we were seeing it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did his job then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like I've seen and I know this has gone around a lot on social media, but like the character that um, I forget the real historical person's name Slim that is killed Shady. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one. The real Slim Shady. Um, in the American Revolution. Right. Um, but um, the character that's killed shortly after you'll be back becomes is a member of the ensemble and she becomes the role of death in the show and so oh, yeah. whenever you see somebody um, in a in a fatal or close to fatal situation she's always right there and she's the one that in the scene Carrie was mentioning earlier about the bullet holding it and going towards Hamilton um, she's she's the one holding the bullet and is literally the personification of death in the show and that's just like so cool it made me want to watch the show over again just so I could watch her track through the entire right. yeah, thing she li- like she talks to Philip right before he duels Yes. And so, like, Philip mm-hmm. literally flirts with death. And yeah. also, she, like, takes center stage for the bow at the end. Yeah. Um, which I noticed during the, the Disney production. And I am pulling up a text from a friend of mine, because we were talking about her. Um, and she, the actress who played her in the recording, is an actress by the name of... Um, Oh gosh, she didn't tell me her name specifically, but she was Donna Summer in the recent Donna Summer musical, and she will be playing Anita in the movie version of West Side Story. So there's a lot to see oh. from her coming up in the future cool. that I'm super excited about. They're making a new West Side Story movie. Mm-hmm. When's that coming out? Yup. Um, I don't know if there's a date, and if it has, I'm sure it's been pushed. Yeah. With the whole state of the world. Why? Why would that be? Oh, 
Cars. You I, have I to explain to it because this is going to be timeless. Some... When people listen I... to this 50 years from now, they're going to have to know what's going on. I, I should have come up with something ago, clever, this, this clever but nothing will came be, up. Uh, re- you know, studied 200 years from now. I mean, I mean eventually mm-hmm. we're going to be the Black Door Music Argument musical and it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll tell the story of tonight. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Opening to need a dick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I'm empty. That was as close to right as she gets. How dare you? <laughs> My favorite thing about singing randomly with Carrie, because it happens a lot, is that, like, I don't have perfect pitch. I'm not going to pretend that I do, but there's a lot of times that Carrie and I sing the same thing at the same time, intending to be in melody, but we end up in harmony. (laughs) Unintentionally. (laughs) Yeah. All right. With that, any closing thoughts, Hamilton? Nothing? Nothing? All right. Well, stay tuned for for next time when we go Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But yes, and yes, thank you for being willing to come back on on Black Door Music Argument. Yes, this is this is my topic. Anything else, I'd be completely lost. But you talk about musicals, I'm here. <laughs> Sounds good. Our resident All right, well, expert. Yes. Well, I've been Karsten. I've been Barry. I've been Carrie. I've been Evan. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.